0: announcement the hemp revolution will not be televised i repeat the hemp revolution will not be televised welcome to the hemp revolution podcast
1: Coming to you live, we have another part two rockin' episode with Miss Molly Rose, the Queen of Cannabis. And in today's episode, we are going to be diving into the three things you need to know to go from zero to 50k in the in the green rush, which is the fastest growing cash-rich industry in the world right now. And if you are considering making a move, perhaps you are considering jumping from corporate to cannabis. Maybe you are currently running and operating your own business and you want to understand how you can start to make cannabis offerings. Or perhaps you have heard the buzz around CBD, phytocannabinoids, or cannabis, and you are considering jumping in and you just need a little bit more information or some key things that you can follow in order to get started in this space. In today's episode, we are going to be hearing from the queen of Canada herself on how she went from zero to 50k per month. And some of the key things that you need to be aware of as you are entering in or starting to build this business. Now, some of the important things that you need to know are you do not need to touch the plant to build a business in this space. Number two is you can leverage your unique skill sets or existing certifications to start to serve the cannabis industry. And number three is there is tons and tons of education and opportunities available for you to develop new skills that sets that you need to somehow potentially profit or participate in this industry in a professional manner. So I'm super excited to dive in and go ahead and give a warm welcome to our guest, Miss Molly Rose. How are you doing?
2: Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And if you guys didn't see the first segment, one of the biggest things that I spoke about was pharma and a few other things. My life and cannabis saved it. So, I am so excited to be here and I'm so excited to talk about this journey with you guys. This is such a new industry and we're seeing so many amazing names prevail here. And I'd love to see you be one of them. So, if that's what you're looking to get into, this is the podcast you need to watch.
1: Yes. So, this is super, super exciting for me, you guys, because the health conversation is definitely the foundation of everything. The results that we're seeing with people's health, the transformations that we're celebrating for those who thought that they were on their last leg or in their deathbed or have been suffering from for years and years and years and somehow finding relief and reprieve through the utilization of this plant and other natural remedies to improve their overall health and function. Perhaps you're one of them who have can relate to some of those transformational stories that you will hear here on on the Rise podcast and also on mainstream media. And <laughs> I mean, as this movement and this mission and this industry gets bigger and more mainstream, you're starting to hear more and more of these stories pop up. And if they're not new news, this is old news that is that is becoming new mainstream. So I'm really excited to introduce this idea of professionalism and you know how this in, how this industry is developing and the opportunities that are presented here for everyday people like you and me to be able to participate and really empowering you guys with the information and resources and key relationships like my friend Molly here, who can really help fast track your learning curve and the results that you're able to cultivate here. But it all comes from a foundation of health. So being aware of that. Being conscientious of that and starting to educate yourself in that space is going to be really super key for you as you're considering building a business. Now, Molly, you weren't always in the cannabis space. You've been... And if you guys did not hear the first interview, she tells a little bit of her journey and story and upbringing here. But what we did not touch on and what I'm excited to get into in this interview is what was the key moment where you decided, I'm not going back to my old way of work. Um, I'm going to stick with this. So first of all, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do in the marketplace and how you made the transition from corporate to cannabis.
2: This is my favorite subject. You know what? This is actually pretty exclusive because I have never really told this story. So I'm very excited. People ask me on a regular basis how I got into this industry, especially as a marketer. So I'll start by giving you a brief bio about me and telling you a little bit about our business. I did grow up with the cannabis industry in my life, but I didn't work in the cannabis industry. What I do now is we have a full-service marketing agency, 100% targeted in cannabis. So we work with business owners from their conception of an idea all the way through to the launch of their website, the launch of their
1: product, building on new products and maintaining that growing business. I want to just stop you like in between because I know that there's the people who are listening right now have questions, some of them simple, some of them complicated. So let's just get some of like the sexy and dirty out of the way really quick so that we can dive into the story of it. So you're currently a marketing agency specifically focused on hemp and cannabis. How long have you been in business? That's
2: a good question. Our marketing agency, I've been in marketing for about 10 years. Cannabis, I was just telling the story and I don't remember when we took our first official leap into the cannabis industry, I believe it's a little over two years now. I keep saying it's six months, and that six months keeps going by, but fast, we haven't kept track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's call it two years. We've been in business about the same amount of time. So let's say in two years. So in two years, you already had a marketing agency, but your agency um, was not specifically focused on cannabis. That's when you really started to make your transition into cannabis. In that time period, you've gone from zero to how much money are you making per month right now?
2: We make fifty thousand a month.
1: Okay, perfect. So you guys who are listening in, really super sexy information, been in business for 10 years, at the two years ago decided to make the leap from corporate to cannabis. In that two-year period, we've gone from zero to fifty thousand dollars a month solely serving. Cannabis and hemp-based businesses. So, good thing for you guys to listen to. Number one, Molly is running and operating a business daily that is not has everything to do with the plant, but without having to touch the plant specifically. So, if you are in a state where it is not yet legal or a country where you cannot ac- access it, here with the ears of ancillary business. Secondary, she used an existing business and existing skill set to build to transition into the cannabis space to increase her revenue. So. Leveraging your existing skill sets or business to be able to come into the space. Finally, she's going to talk about how um, the new skill sets that she's acquired has helped her to grow exponentially and experience that hockey stick growth that we're all looking for as entrepreneurs. Okay, so now that the sex is out of the way, let's (laughs) get into the dirt. Talk a little bit about the journey.
2: All right. It's wild. And why I didn't have a great time frame for you is it happened so quickly. Because I've had some grassroots in the cannabis industry, I'd help out a dispensary here or there because I had the business and the marketing knowledge. Like you said, taking your skills and translating them. So I did that here and there. And I was at a conference and a couple people were speaking about cannabis, and I overheard and I realized they didn't have all the facts. So I sat down and I just started talking. And next thing I know, the group I was speaking to got a little bigger and a little bigger. Like I said, I was just running my mouth the facts because it's something I'm so passionate about in my personal life and. In every facet of my life, to be quite honest, I didn't realize that by being vulnerable and by speaking my truth, there were so many people that needed that information. And the next thing you know, one client turned to two clients, turned to the entire inner circle and many different digital marketing areas were calling me. And next thing I know, different groups, it was Facebook tag, Facebook tag after Facebook tag, and it went around the internet. Molly's the queen of cannabis. If you have any cannabis needs or questions, please call her. So that word that is not.
1: This is super fascinating to me. And I, and I'm going to, I'm going to make you get real deep. I want you to pull the panties off for this one. Okay. Because no, no. Like, this, <laughs> is stuff, this is stuff that people are really, really curious about, right? Everybody yeah. wants to know, like, how is this fucking cannabis rush making overnight millionaires basically? Right. And, I don't want to say that as an income claim, you know, all of your results are based off of what you put into your business. However, you're choosing to participate. Well, you know, whatever the fucking claim is, we're not making income claims. We're just sharing with you the results that we've been able to get. Molly, you told me this story one time and it made such like, I almost memorized it myself because it made such an impact for me as a, as a Um, I'm like, fucking a, like, it only takes one. That's the big message that I got from our one conversation. So I'm going to pull it out of you right now because I, I want my listeners to be able to hear this from you. You were working a normal, regular corporate marketing job. You had corporate clients. You had your whole thing. But you had this sort of secret knowledge and expertise in the cannabis space which wasn't necessarily mainstream at the time. Yes, some states had allowed it to be mainstream, but it wasn't a mainstream conversation quite yet. We were right on the cusp. So first thing I want you guys to write down is right place, right time. Right place, right time. That is where Molly was. So Molly, when you say digital marketing groups and all of this stuff, it actually happened with the one person. The one person, the one problem, and the one solution that you had. So here you were over here with this specialized knowledge and expertise. One person made a referral to you, right? And And it
2: was absolutely amazing. So, and I can totally touch on that. So I was... Tell me the
1: whole story. Like, I want to know what the problem was. What was the... Why did they recommend you? And how did you solve that? And did that... That kicked off your whole business.
2: Oh, totally. And what it was is I was actually speaking with Rachel Peterson, who's known as the queen of social media. She was in her group looking for some help with cannabis marketing and another marketer was speaking and I said, well, actually here are the facts and I sat down and laid out probably an hour's worth of knowledge and that referral right there was what kicked it all off and because I was able to be vulnerable and stop hiding in the shadows because that was the truth is cannabis is a scary thing at the time back then to be in because you wanted to kind of hide in the shadows and I took that time to stand up my knowledge. And when I did, it started a fire. Because nobody had the amount of knowledge that I had on this particular subject. And from that one post, I'm not even joking when I say wildfire, every group, the ClickFunnels community, the social click community, and several other online business communities that I'm in, every time there was a CBD or a cannabis question asked, my name was tagged, And that kind of brings me into, as we were talking about, I'm definitely planning on dropping three huge pieces of gold for your audience. And one of them is being able to give value. No, I didn't have to take the time to sit down and give each one of those people my experience and my expertise. But I did become part of the community. And if there isn't one, create one around yourself.
1: Okay, so I'm stopping you right there. I'm with it. Because I'm so you touched on a couple of things that I like, <laughs> I'm like sitting up, I'm like, I'm gonna smoke to that, girl. Like this shit, is, like this yes. is so, this is such a vibe, this is such fire. Um, okay, so the power of one, you guys, the power of one, the power of one. It only takes the one person to refer the right person to you, and then everything like if you produce the value and you give the result, like this, is, that is the kickstart to everything. So Molly and I have been in business for the same amount of time online as, pertaining to cannabis. We both have extensive lifetime experiences in the space, but as far as like running a cannabis centered business, Last two years, in two years, I've built an audience of over a million people and educated twenty-seven million around the world. In two years, she's went from zero to fifty k, serving some of the top cannabis and clients around the world or companies around the world. So, both boss bitches in this space or boss babes in this space. We can cut here because there's no children. <laughs> that's weird for me
2: because they're normally running around my office.
1: I know, me too. So, I think that that's super bossy, but like. The fact that you got this one referral and gave massive value to this one client, not really expecting anything in return, somebody's returned the favor and started to express their experience with you, which kicked off a wildfire. And I want you guys to know, like, I'm a little bit quiet behind the scenes. Yeah, you sure you see a lot of educational videos for me, but I'm not out there being like, hey, look at me. And neither is Molly, right? So... When I start, I'm in the same communities as her, the same business communities. And one of the things that I started to see, it happened overnight. It went from like, hey, who can help me with this? Or, hey, I have this problem with that. Or, hey, can anyone solve this problem for me in the cannabis space? And I was always so shy to answer anything. All of a sudden, from one day to the next, I started to see these same questions being answered with Paul Molly, Paul Molly Rose, hashtag Molly Rose. (laughs) Molly is tagged in every freaking post in every single group. And I started to secretly stalk her. I was like, I have, I have a girl crush right now, and I don't even know why. Who is this girl? Who is Molly Rose? So I started to stalk her and figure out who she was. What she was doing and finally got into, I actually tried to get in touch with you for a while before we <laughs> actually made. I'm I a horrible
2: person, you guys. I am the worst cell phone person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: the worst worse up? No worse than me. So we finally got hooked up through a mutual friend. Thanks, Brian. And um, this is how we picked up our conversation. So. It really happened overnight. The power of one and the power of value, which I'm gonna let you elaborate now because that's your first sort of secret to success is exactly you know, give massive value. So give it give it to me. How did this change your life?
2: And before I jump into that, one thing I do wanna clarify as we're doing the timeline is so the two years you guys is the time period that I kind of started taking off one off, two off clients and was living in the shadows. And in September of last year was when I had that vulnerable post and really jumped out and started speaking my mind. And so the growth that we're all talking about is from September to the time of this live recording now. Talking about value, like Sonia said, the reason that the tags were becoming more and more is a combination. One, I had something that nobody else had. And it was the mix between the knowledge, which many people had, and the ability to share it not everyone was in a position where they could share it. I have numerous friends who looked at me and said, no, the way my agency is, the clients I have, I don't want my name attached to your mastermind. I don't want my name attached to your program. Please remove me from your friends list. It happens. It will happen. However, it left room for the 5,000 friends that crowded my page overnight and for the many people that crowded our master classes live and online. Giving value is one of the most important things. And I think when we Get into this space. I know, Sonia, you and I have had this conversation. Because we're so specialized and because we have such extensive knowledge, we forget that we're not that special. And this plant is something that's amazing, that deserves to be shared with the world through each and every business that's coming out. And so if you've already ridden the wave, and you've fought those hard battles and you've gone just tooth and nail for your clients, you have that knowledge. It is just in your bones. You have to share it. It is an innate thing. And when you share value with someone, you may think, oh, I'm giving my secrets away for free. On the contrary, you have tons of gold within you. It's not the facts that make you different from anyone else. It's the way that you do things. It's who you are as a person. So when you give a little bit of value and show who you are, those people come back tenfold. So if any of you are in your business and trying to market yourself, That would be my number one
1: tip. So what I hear you saying, and I'm I'm going to just position it a little bit differently because I think it's really super powerful information. You know, you're talking about the delivery of value, and one of the things that I've discovered in, in the work that we're doing, you know, even collaboratively, Molly, is people don't buy products; they buy people. People don't commit to brands; they they commit to the results that the brands provide. Right, so. And that is translated through the people who are sharing those results. So who you are and how you deliver this. There's no new information in the world. We're all reading the same fucking get rich and die. We're all reading the same seven highly effective. Everybody's reading the same books. There's no new information. You want to know what's new about information is the way that you deliver the information. 100%. Hundred percent, and yeah, you know, something different. Opinion, right? So the way that I'm going to do something or say something is no is not going to be the same as Molly, and vice versa. And the same thing goes for you. You have your own unique experience that allows old information to become fresh and new. And there are a group of people who will be attracted to you specifically for that.
2: I totally agree. And what's interesting about it is we all do very well in our business because of sales funnel. And that seems to be a very new trend. However, the first sales funnel came out in 1930, or that's the first written book that I see. So totally to agree with what you're saying. And along those lines and along being unique, my second tip that I have to give to each and every one of you that is pure gold for all of our clients and why they're so successful is to be unique, to niche within your niche. Your niche is not cannabis. Your niche is not CBD. That's not unique. It's not new. It's who you are and what you bring to your clients within that. So for me personally, it's the fact that I have the restricted marketing expertise and I have all of that knowledge and I know how to turn that into systems and pass it on. For different CBD companies, it's what is your niche? Who are you and who are you trying to serve? What can you do that the next CBD necessarily can't do? So if you are in a nutrition based world, you want to focus on your health client. However, if you want to focus more on the pain side, don't just sell it as a pain aid, compliance words in there, but instead really dive in. Is it arthritis? Is it someone that's a little bit older? Is it a sports injury?
1: Who are you and what can you bring to the table? Okay. So what I hear you saying there is really understand your marketplace. Identify yeah. a specific problem and then offer them the, the solution through your products. I it's think specific that's in a, the big ocean. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Russell Brunson, who's one of our mentors, does it best I think when he when he says, you know, number one it's you have to be an attractive character. That was what Molly was talking about as far as like becoming that brand, being the unique deliverer for this information, the spokesperson or voice for this movement or mission or whatever the brand is, right? Or a piece of information is. And then second to that is really understanding the audience that you're speaking to. I think a lot of businesses fail to to experience the kind of growth that you have. And let me know how you feel about this. I'd be really interested. in you guys comment too, let me know what you think. But I think a lot of businesses fail because they're trying to go too broad and they don't really know or understand their marketplace, that they think that their product and service can help everybody. And you have to find the somebody that you want to serve. And not only that, but you have to be the new vehicle in a blue ocean. You have to be the new... um, In order to access a blue ocean or wide open space, a big marketplace, you have to have a unique proposition or unique selling point. And something that is a differentiator about you. So as Molly's talking about getting into a specific audience, and while you're considering who you might be able to serve, think about who it is, what is the problem that you want to solve? Do you want to help people sleep better? Do you want to help people lose weight? Do you want to help people, um, you know, have better relationships? You, you know, it, there's, there's these key marketplaces and then all these little tiny niches inside of each one of these marketplaces. So understanding who you're speaking to will help you craft the message to properly connect and cap, uh, capture that person's attention and connect with the core feelings or problems that they're trying to solve.
2: And that takes me right into my second tip, which is so perfect. And it's be vulnerable. I know this sounds crazy, right? Because we all go into business, and I think a lot of us were traditionally taught that we're supposed to button up our shirt and grab our briefcase and stand tall and have this very bulletproof demeanor. However, when you are brand building or to uh, use your word storytelling, you are the attractive character or whatever you've chosen for your brand. You have an attractive character. Here's the thing everyone loves the Cinderella story. Farm Act went through what in November? Oh, Not okay. like- hasn't been very long. I think it was mid-November, right? Uh, You haven't been in business very long is the point I'm trying to make. So stop telling everyone you're a $5 million CBD business. Instead, show up every day in your own unique framework and who you are and allow your audience to watch you grow. Allow them to watch you fall. That is scary. I know as a business owner, it's terrifying. Fall flat on your face, And have that tribe ready to pick you up. Because if you have a product that's changing lives, if you have intimate relationships with your customers and your target market, you're going to have a tribe behind you. They're going to pick you up when you fall. You may even make connections. You don't know. One of the people buying your products might be the merchant services that gets you back online tomorrow. Admit to your fault and celebrate your win. If you pretend to be a $5 million industry coming in, what you can't do is have a big party when you make your first $25,000 a month. We've all been there. It happens for every one of us. It's like if you got a fake ID and then you try to go into that bar on your 21st birthday. (laughs) Not that I would know that, but like it happens. I, You can't go in and celebrate your 21st birthday. As a business, you need to do that so that your audience can grow with you. That's how you create loyal fans, and that's how you compete in an ocean of
1: similar products. I love it. So, what are some of the methods right now to capture and connect with the consumer? Um, I know one of the, one of your sort of ninja um, things that you provide is content marketing. Is that yeah. one of your like key ways for connection?
2: Yeah, within the content marketing niche, one being the education source because, as you know, as a content marketing expert, there isn't a lot of education that comes from authority and experience. So being an education source and really helping your audience understand why they need your product and enhancing their life is very important. And being able to weave that in with your story and your experiences, jump in live and explain, hey, we have this bottle launch. I'm working on the new packaging, allowing your audience to make decisions within the brand. Hey, do you guys like the white label or the black label better? Vote. Having that, like I said, vulnerability mixed into your content marketing allows you, one, to be everywhere because if people feel a tight bond to you, they're going to like and share. So what you're doing is you're creating your tribe, your own army of people who are helping you push that content out even further. And if you're on the newer side and you haven't created that tribe yet, if you put out good content and you have good education, people are naturally going to share that content because they need to.
1: Okay, so I when you when we were talking, I was uh, talking about like leveraging your audience as a focus group and getting them involved in the growth of your business. I was thinking about this interview from Kim Kardashian and I know I'm going to get whiplash from that. <laughs> like, <"Well, laughs> I was just thinking that as you said it. I'm like, yes, girl, I watched Kim Kardashian. That bitch is smart, okay? And shout out to Kim K. Because she did exactly that. She leveraged social media and the power of connection to build her Hundred I mean, multi-hundred million-dollar empire. That How many times has they,
2: she fallen on her face in public?
1: Well, she, I, I. It's my firm belief that she staged many of those <laughs> as a as a media tactic, but but it worked. But it freaking worked, and and it was because of the connection that it worked so well, mm-hmm. right? Like she showed, continues to show, and yes, it's scripted. Blah blah blah. Know that what I'm saying what I'm saying, knowing that my chick, like my girl Kim K and her whole family is smart AF because they started with the connection. They captured people's attention, made an authentic connection with them, and they have worldwide forever fans. And that's what every brand wants to duplicate. If you separate the person and the name, that's what you're trying to cultivate, right? And she was, just, so she was in this interview and she was talking about, how she started to experience, you know, this exponential growth when she started to include her audience as a focus group. She would right. ask them, pull them on what bottle they liked for her fragrance, what you know, sense, what um, what was their favorite sense, what colors they liked, like what names they liked, and they were a part of the design. So when it launched, it was like this huge, huge success. Because it wasn't any longer about the product that she was building so much as it was about, you know, including them in something and then their commitment to that project and want to like buy it. Now it has her name and they contributed to it. It was like this huge thing. So the other thing, and I'll just, and then I'll pass it back over to you. The other thing that she said that just cracked me up was Kim K uh, was being interviewed and she's like, be, uh, the um, journalist says, you know, you've gotten quite a bit of whiplash in being called, you know, a, you know, stupid or, you know, this or that. Well, people have a lot of negative things to say and saying that you, you know, you're too dumb to, for this or that. And she like just leans back in this very confident way and she sort of like fixes her hair and she's like, how dumb do you have to be to make a hundred million? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. i just staring dead into the camera, and I was like, uh, what? Yes, that's what I'm saying.
2: Totally. I mean, there is a reason that Kylie Jenner is set to be the world's youngest billionaire. That doesn't happen on
1: accident. Yeah, no, it it's, doesn't.
2: It's a framework from her family, of course. Yeah. It doesn't happen on accident, and it doesn't happen from being stupid. Love her or hate her. You know who she is. You're talking about her.
1: You're marketing for her.
2: And you're secretly buying
1: her shit too. Don't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'm <holding laughs> free, but I can't buy it. But I'm talking about her, and I'm marketing
1: her on your podcast now. <laughs> no, I swear to God. Thanks for the clicks, Kylie. No, but like for for real. No, let's, let's just keep it straight up for real. We talk about the people that we see every day. We engage right. in the products that we have the most exposure to, and people want access to the vulnerability. It, the, the time of glossy advertisements is fucking everywhere. they want to hear like real life everyday conversation and feel like they're a part of the inner circle that well, especially in the US market like we are a savvy consumer group here every market in the world wants to tap into us you know and, and the
2: we can't show them you know what I mean it's got to be real
1: yeah it's got to be raw I love that I totally love that and that's a huge part of what's been able to contribute to our success. Too. And I, I, one of the things I like most about your work, and I got to witness this yesterday in a, in a consultation was how well you're able to ask clarifying questions and bring that awareness, that self awareness into the scope. Like how you were asking clarifying questions for your clients and helping them like understand the path that we were going to go on. Like you, you really do a great job serving your clients. Do you think that that is I mean, I think this might be an obvious yes, but I want to hear about this because it, it plays into how you do one thing is how you do everything. How much of your success do you attribute to your the way that you engage and interact with your clients?
2: I would say 100%. And I'm so glad you said that. This is something really interesting. So this ties into two things that we spoke about. One, bringing your past life or your, your skill set innately, not necessarily from your career as well as what you're asking now. So for me, I grew up having to be an advocate for my mom who was a cancer patient, as well as being a middleman in a lot of different things in our lives. We had so many moving parts. And if you know anyone in my family or in my personal life, everyone knows I'm the person you call because I get shit done. Yeah. I get shit done, and I'm kind of a liaison in many different uh, methods. I'm also a step-parent, so I'm between. We're managing two very different blended families. That's just who I am. I am the kind of person who liaises between where I need to be. And with that being said, it helps my clients so much because they can take their expertise and I can be the vehicle that takes them into success, whether that's on the digital marketing side, the cannabis side, banking, whatever it is. That's who I am. I am the connection person. Now, whoever you are and whatever your unique skill set is, how can you translate that into this business? To go back to the example I made earlier, if you have a background in nutrition and you're naturally into fitness, or maybe you came from a life where you were a personal trainer or something like that, why couldn't you go out with your new CBD product and teach people about how fitness, how nutrition, how diet affects your lifestyle and how this supplement could help? It's not about you transforming to fit the industry. It's about transforming the industry
1: to fit each and every one of us. It's a revolution. Yes. And we're like at, at the crest of the wave right now. I mean, there could not be a better time to grab life by the nuts and like take action and get involved because, you know, and um, if you don't like, I just, I'm sitting here in bewilderment that like this, industry is even happening in our lifetime. I was a part of the legislative development in Colorado here and ha- I could have sworn to you sitting in those grueling meetings where we're fucking sweating, we're drinking day-old fucking, we're eating day-old food, like just painstaking trying to get through these edits. Saving the road, you guys. This girl. <laughs> and the crazy thing was, was that I would have bet the bank, like if you would have handed me the key to the vault. I would have bet the bank on the fact that we had ten years before recreation. It was like I could not conceptualize the fact that, with as many challenges and roadblocks that we were coming up against, and even still, how much progress we made in such a short period of time. I would have never guessed recreation inside of three years. But the explosion of this industry was so massive that. Time has been cut into thirds. We are seeing faster progress than ever. We are seeing more incredible results than ever. We are hearing more impactful stories every single day. And you could not be considering or looking at this or, you know, engaging with this at a better time because we are still also in our infancy, right? Molly, I mean, this industry is so new that we still have a real opportunity here to shape the way that it's going to grow.
2: A hundred percent. And you know, this totally takes me into my last piece of gold, which will be controversial for everyone. But yeah. my tagline to everything is fuck the status quo. It's the absolute truth. You can't come into an industry in its infancy, or in my opinion, any industry at any time, and follow someone else's rules. That's not how it works. You need to take who you are and what you see fit and change it, blaze the trail. This is the time where we can mold this any way we want, forget everything that's been done before forget the boxes you're supposed to sit in fuck it go online and talk about your cannabis use go online and give your opinion be one of the people who makes it impact makes change because not only are you going to benefit from that as a person you're going to benefit from that as a brand and of course our entire industry is going to benefit from that because you're bringing that to us
1: okay so I'm going to ask you a couple of things that might catch you a little bit off guard, but I'm going to do it anyways, just for this. Hey, I'm and giggles. won't (laughs) be too hard, I promise. Uh, Number one is this industry, let's just be realistic for, for a second in saying that every industry comes with its own set of challenges and triumphs, right? There are some really unique things to work towards in this industry, and we are seeing very... I mean, really incredible, measurable, measurable results happen daily. Your business is an example of that. I want. Uh, there are also some very unique challenges in being involved with this industry. So, before we, in a second, we'll get into those key, uh, into the key wins that you can look forward to. But well, let's talk about some of the key challenges in building a business. You know, from zero to fifty k. Like these are. Eight, Ford said it, 8 out of 10 new businesses will fail in their first year. You're in your second year and you're already doing, hitting the 50K mark. That's some pretty miraculous, some pretty impressive growth, right? What, are, what were some of the challenges? Give me, give me one or two challenges that you, that you hit as you were starting to grow.
2: I haven't slept in two years. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you that right now. We <laughs> were laughing the other day about this. I haven't taken a date night or a vacation or anything of the sort in God knows how long. And we were both laughing because date night is usually in here with white whiteboard just knocking things out and innovating. Innovators aren't made working nine to five schedules. So one, it's really making that commitment and decision to, are you going to have a brand that pays the bills? or Are you going to have a brand that changes the game completely? Because if you are, you have to be willing to give your heart and soul. And so that has been a challenge as far as from the industry itself. Banking, 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 banking. <laughs> I can't say it enough times. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the middle of a 50000 or more dollar launch and had a merchant processor go out, had something happen with the actual tech side of things. The banking in this industry is shit and it is so hard to deal with. So merchant processing and things of that nature is a huge challenge that we face. It's also education and stigmas as well as finding help as you expand and grow. So one challenge as an agency that's been something I never could have foreseen is I've had to pull people from my personal life and bring them into marketing rather than bring marketers into cannabis because I couldn't the vehicle would not drive. I could not build the car fast enough. So it was easier for me to teach marketing since I was kind of blazing the trail and making unique systems anyways to people I knew. And I can't tell you how many times I called my dad and he's had to fly up and help me work on a business measure or who's not a marketer by trade at all. Brothers, cousins, my other half. So creating team and finding people who are educated on the subject is very hard. Finding experts is very hard. I will also say uh, competition, and there isn't any competition. We come from the school thought, like I said, or like you said earlier, Russell Brunson's one of our mentors, they talk a lot about funnel hacking or having competition that you can lean on or reach through, having other people who have done what you're doing now. There's nobody for me to call. For certain things that I am doing, I have nobody to call. If I can't figure it out, it's not getting figured out right
0: now.
2: i I love The only person that I could call with ninety percent of our jobs.
1: Aww, you know either, Of course, you know, just a boss babe that I absolutely love. That mm-hmm. has this exact same thing, and she actually has a term for it: Marie Forleo. Yes, Marie Forleo. Praise Jesus for this woman. She is like so amazing. She has this thing that she says everything is figure outable, and we are the figure outers.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's fun because you're making the rules as you go, but it's hard. You know, we both know because we've been on Zoom calls in the middle of the night in our jammies numerous times hammering things out because there's no rule book. There's no no calling another
1: person. Okay, so with all of the grueling challenges, banking, you know, (laughs) not really having the time and energy freedom. By the way, these are all challenges that are happening. Um, you know, not having time freedom, running your own business is all glamorous and glorious, like after year four or five, like that's right. like, think it's really fun. But their first few years are like, you know, making it happen. And I think it's really especially if you have big dreams and big goals, like Molly said, like being a game changer is different than making it like
2: Cause it's not all work. A lot of it's also reading and uh,
1: yeah, that's something you should do anyways. Okay, so with all of that hard work, we're now, you know, you made it through. Hitting that first five, ten K month mark is like you like you were saying, like you hit the first three thousand dollars a month and you thought that like you had made it, right?
2: Can I share that with everyone? That's such a yeah, cool. An yeah. So when I left my job and started my agency and then made the swap over to where we are now, our big goal was if I could make 1750 was the number we had to hit in order to meet most of our bills. 2500, if I wanted to hit all of our bills, we could one have me home so we didn't have to pay for daycare and two, everything would be paid. That was our dream. I could make that staying home and working. The agency would be a success and life would be brand new for all of us. <laughs> and that goal came and went so fast. We didn't notice we had hit it. When I hit my first $20,000 month, I didn't know. Uh, because we weren't checking the books, we were so immersed in a client launch that I had no clue we had made it. I'm like, so did we hit that twenty five hundred dollars? Yeah. Left field completely.
1: Well, and we're like, sugar, because you've now turned that into you know a really substantial monthly income. I mean, a lot of people dream about making that. That's somebody's annual income. You know? Right. Not that's you're considered middle class if you're if you're doing that. You know what I mean. So it's the fact that you're doing that every month in your business is really really incredible. And I think the things that you shared here are really key things that you have to understand in order to a start your business, b understand what kind of business you're starting, and c you know really understanding what your end in mind is. If you have to you have sometimes you have to look at the end to, to know what your beginning is going to be. So search for the end in mind, decide what it is that you want to set out to change. This, this industry is offering an incredible and unique opportunity right now to everyday working people to come in here and make a splash. It is also chock full of cheats and mis- misfits. Um, so I want to encourage you all to uh, spend wisely on mentorship, spend wisely on, on leadership, and really find a community that that is serving the greater good and not just, you know, the um, individuals who are a part of it. Um, you know, and do your due diligence. There is a lot of people who are making the corporate to cannabis jump right now and don't have the proven results in our industry. So if you are already in business, or are considering getting into business and are looking for leadership and mentorship, I would definitely recommend Molly who's here with us and also Matt Siebert um, and a few other key people that are in this industry who are really offering some superior programs and support for folks at every stage of this industry. So Molly, what are some final thoughts and words that you can share with our listeners before we end today's episode?
2: I wanted to throw out a couple of fun things. One is education-based, and that's please consult a compliance expert. If you're already in business or if you're looking at going into business, before you jump, make sure you find someone that's very educated, both on the education side, but is actually a practitioner, because as we all grow and move, those issues and those mess-ups that happen in compliance really hurt the rest of us, and it'll end up costing you big time in the end. So that's something very important along with doing your due diligence just to add that. Have a compliance expert on staff or call someone, get a consultation. The second thing is that this industry is so beautiful in the fact that it's not full of suits, so to speak. It, it's everyone's game. This is an industry full of misfits, full of people who have been in the shadows and full of people who are brand new and just being enlightened and coming in and if you're in the cannabis industry and your heart is here, it is a brotherhood and a
1: sisterhood like no
2: other. So I
1: agree. That's what I said. It's like it's a close knit circle and there's room for everybody. And I think, you know, you just I think that you are just an incredible incredible human being. And I love being in business and in the circle with you and um, really understanding you know how you work with people was super powerful for me, to, for me to see on yesterday's call. And I'm just super grateful for the work that you do in the industry. It's, it's people like, I'll just say us, it's people like us who are really pushing this industry forward and making it possible for more people to take advantage of more opportunities here. So when you guys are um, looking for or needing information about how you can step into this industry, you can always check us out. medicalsecrets.com and legalize it don't criticize it we are always doing episodes here on on the rise podcast and I want to give you also Molly's contact information where you can find her at mollyrosemedia.com forward slash home and on Facebook at Molly Rose Molly share the love with the people any final words So
2: much love. Just thank you so much for having me on. And thank you to you and James for being
1: Trailblazers and being a part of this amazing journey with me. And thanks for being a can of Boss Big Girlfriend. (laughs) Hashtag Bossy It Up. I love it. It's going to be a
2: mastermind soon. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: don't worry about it. Find a beach near me.
0: Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to TheEmeraldCircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen. And you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests, and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're gonna leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much and we hope to see you on our next episode of the hemp revolution podcast ciao for now